0: It's time for the Travis Thomas Show on Boston Sports Original. Original. W-E-E-I.
2: Travis Thomas Experience. Take your phone call, 617-779-7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Getting your Super Bowl predictions all show. I want to know as well how you're partying tomorrow. I know the Pats aren't in it, but it's okay. Okay? I mean, in this league... Draft a quarterback. Get that right. You know your defense is going to be good. Gerard Mayo is going to have some growing pains, but he could be the guy. Give him the chance. And who knows, the Patriots could be here again before we know it. So keep hope alive. But in the meantime, in between time, I need to know who you got tomorrow, Niners or Chiefs. I said this to start the show Pats fans, it feels like you're screwed either way because if the Chiefs win, you got to keep hearing the noise and the nonsense from all the morons that will tell you Patrick Mahomes is greater than the actual GOAT Tom Brady, and we all know it's nonsense. Uh, And, by the way, if the Niners win, I mean, they're in the six-ring club. So damned if you do, damned if you don't, I guess – 617-779-7937. We have an hour left in this fine radio program. Call up. Give me your predictions. Tell me how you're partying. Now, throughout the show, I gave my top Super Bowl halftime shows, commercials, uh, games, MVPs. I gave it all in that first hour, really hour and a half um, of the show. And I even gave out my top Super Bowl uh, foods. And I got a lot of uh, messages on that throughout the show. But I mentioned, uh, you know, when I host a party, I'll do a combo of liquor and beer. When I'm a guest at a party, I do strictly liquor. And when I'm uh, just doing the family thing like I am tomorrow, just my wife and kids, it's just beer. So I could keep control of my faculties. Uh, and someone sent me a message earlier on the text line asking me, you know, what was my beer of choice? And I said, all of it, as long as it's cold, right? Well, don't you know it? I was told before I got here that Boston was a drinking town, and I'll be damned if you guys don't drink, because now I'm getting bombarded on on the text line asking, Travis, what's your liquor of choice? I mean, listen, can I not be more clear? It's the same as beer. I, it's not that I don't have preferences, but I, I, I drink. That's why I belong here. I'm telling you, I'm never leaving. I'm not leaving because everything about this town reminds me of being back home. I, I'm from a seafood place. Maryland, I mean, crab cakes and football, baby. That's what we do. So I grew up eating crabs and crab cakes and... I come here and it's lobster and clam chowder. I'm like, yep, I'll take it. Thanks. Another thing we do back home is we drink. I come here, you drink. Yep, I'll take it. So, you know, as far as liquors, like I, I'm a bourbon guy. You know, if you're telling me I only get one thing, I'm a bourbon guy. I love bourbon. But I've been known <laughs> to take. Shots of whiskey. I've been known to take shots of vodka. I've been known to take shots of tequila. I call it tequila because that's what it tastes like. I don't care, brah. Bring it on. Zach, would you say just in terms of drinking, uh, I covered the liquor preferences for me of the show?
1: Yeah, I'd say you covered it all. Anything cold.
2: Thank you. I wanted to make sure I left no stone unturned. Now, we talked about the Red Sox being on Netflix and how we feel about that. Uh, I mean, spring training's here, right? I know everyone's counting down the days and all that. It just, maybe it's because of where I work here in Nesson, but it just feels like baseball season to me has already started. And, I mean, these guys are just, the Sox are living on the edge, man, as we approach this because I'm just looking around, and, I, you know, we talked about this last week. I thought the Orioles move to get Corbin Burns. Sensational. I mean, just such a shrewd move. The Brewers having a fire sale. They've been close past couple seasons, not able to sort of get over the hump. They lose their manager. Now they're having a fire sale, and I get it. It's sort of a reset for that organization. That's smart. But Corbin Burns, man, I mean, he's a cornerstone. And the Orioles were just so smart to be aggressive and go get him. And and when you look at what the Brewers got back for him, you can't help as a Red Sox fan to feel like, what the hell? I mean, we could have got Corbin Burns. You look at the market right now. I know he's expensive. I know they're saying they're not going to spend the money. But Blake Snell is available. And, oh, by the way, the Yankees are the leader in the clubhouse to get him. Puke. Jordan Montgomery's in town wanting to be a Red Sox. Shane Bieber's on the trade market. Bieber's getting up there in age. Maybe that could look like a Brewer's deal for Corbin
1: Burns. Also a rental. So Also a, a rental. Price.
2: Also a rental. One year remaining on his deal. You wouldn't even have to pay him. Go
1: get him. Maybe you make a, a run at a wild card with a with a real ace. That's kind of what's frustrated me so much about this offseason. Oh. We've been told over and over again that they're not interested in Corbin Burns or Shane Bieber because they're rentals. Like They can't just go ahead and pay them after the season.
2: It's unbelievable. Dylan C still on the trade market. I mean, these are guys who can actually play. Oh, Freddie Peralta, just, another oh, one on the Brewers. It just drives me nuts. Uh there are some other teams who interest me this season though. So look, you know, you're going to think I'm nuts here. I think this Pirates team, I was looking at the win totals that came out. We were talking about them on Nesson on my uh on the sports betting shows. Their win total came out It's 73 and a half wins. Listen, I think this Pirates team can go over that. It's been a great off season for them. They've added some vets. They're getting back. They're getting back O'Neal Cruz from injury, who's a baller. I like the way this team over time has been built. They stunk for forever, right? And they've had a ton of great draft picks and they've just accumulated them. And now they're sort of in that moment where I think they're coming of age a little bit. We've seen this happen with the Orioles as well. Now, the Orioles have arrived. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think the Pirates are going to get to that level this season, but they're on their way. We saw this with the Blue Jays also over time, and the Blue Jays have yet to arrive. But just in terms of stinking, kind of stockpiling those picks and developing those guys, and now all of a sudden they're here. I think the Pirates are in that trajectory now. Uh, not on the not on the the ceiling side of it, but much further from the floor. They're probably a little closer to the ceiling. So I think um, as long as they stay healthy, I think that team could shock some people this year. I am all in on the Reds. Um, now, as far as betting goes, you know, I lost some money betting on that team down the stretch last season. But I was still impressed with the the season they put together, kind of in that same breath I'm talking about with the Pirates. Young team kind of coming together. Uh, at one point last year, they had a 12-game winning streak rocking. They have young stars like De La Cruz, Hunter Green. I think the Reds might be close to a 90 win team this season. Um, And then I'm going to go. I think the Mariners, you know, I've had my eye on them the past few years. Two years ago, I was right. They made the postseason. I mean, they have a very talented team, fantastic pitching, starting pitching. Um, And then, so they made the playoffs, you know, for the first time in like 20 years, a couple seasons back. Then last season they had expectations from everyone, including myself, to kind of take that next step. And they folded like a house of cards. They didn't even make the postseason, but it was barely. They just missed the postseason by one game. Um I think this is a franchise kind of still learning how to win. You know, they're kinda of in that same breath as the Pirates uh and Reds, but further along in the process. You know, I think it'll be a redemption year for the for the Mariners. I think that starting pitching they have is just ridiculous. And they're going to push. Look, the Astros aren't getting any younger. Uh, you don't really believe the Rangers are going to catch lightning in a bottle again, do you? I don't. I think that was just one of those teams of destiny last year. I don't see any type of um, dynasty or anything. Obviously, I could be wrong.
1: What but, if DeGrom comes back and re- returns to form? You know
2: what? I am so... Sick and tired of being sick and tired of putting what if and DeGrom in the same sentence. I mean, honestly, I feel like I've been doing it his whole career.
1: It's kind of becoming Chris right? Sale-esque with right? the Red Sox.
2: I mean, sensational when he's there, but he's never available. And it's just like I'm just tired of saying what if with him. Uh, I, I I would not be shocked at all if the Mariners push both the Astros, and the Rangers for the division title. I mean, they kind of been doing it anyways. But I think they could get over the hump this year. So I'm big on the Mariners. Phone lines are always open for you. You know, Red Sox spring training, Super Bowl. uh, Hell, whatever you want to talk about, it's on the table. We've been talking about uh, food and drink. I mean, all kinds of stuff. So whatever you want to do, bring it on. Uh, 617-779-7937. Not much time left in the show, so get in here. Get involved. Travis Thomas Experience on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, when we come back, I'll switch gears here. We'll talk the latest with both the Bruins and the Celtics. Plus, we'll finish up your calls. Uh, You know, we're going to finish strong here as we wrap up this fine radio program. I'm going to 6 o'clock, so party with me.
0: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve a nice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. You're listening to The Travis Thomas Show on WEEI and on the Odyssey app.
2: Rules everything around us here on the Travis Thomas Experience. Take your phone call 617 779 7937. Travis Thomas Experience on Instagram and Twitter. Um, listen, so we've been given Super Bowl predictions all show, we talked to everything around the game, all the pomp and circumstance, and all of that. Uh, Zach, I have yet to get your prediction yet. I'm going 30 24 49ers, Christian McCaffrey MVP. He's the most dynamic playmaker really on a team full of playmakers with the 49ers. I think this will be his opus here. I think, you know, it'll be a masterclass from Shanahan who has blown it in this game as a coordinator and a head coach, Christian McCaffrey, since being acquired with the 49ers has looked like Mike Shanahan's new toy that he tinkers with and shows off. I think this is a culmination of all of that. So give me McCaffrey MVP Purdy does what he always does, just don't turn it over, manage the game. The defense isn't great, but elevates. I think they kind of withstand Mahomes and Kelsey magic. The problem will be no one else on the Chiefs is dynamic enough other than those two. Defense will play well, but in the end, 49ers will break the levy. 30-24, Niners, Super Bowl, to that you say.
1: So, I want to preface it by saying that I am rooting for the Niners, but I do kind of have some misgivings about fading the Chiefs and Mahomes the last two weeks against Baltimore and Buffalo. Yeah. But, so, what concerns me is every Twitter cap or every, everybody that even considers tweeting about gambling is on the Chiefs, saying, you don't bet against Mahomes, you don't bet against Mahomes, and that kind of makes me lean the Niners from a like straight-up numbers perspective. But I think the running backs are going to be the X factor. Like you said, McCaffrey, I really like the McCaffrey Super Bowl MVP pick. I guess I could see it being Purdy if he really goes out there and balls out and doesn't do a lot to McCaffrey, a lot of Debo, a lot of Kittle. Right. Um, but I think it's kind of going to be a low-scoring game. The Chiefs' offense really hasn't impressed me pretty much at all in the playoffs. They scored, what, seven points against a really injured Buffalo defense in the divisional round. That Dolphins team was fraud. were frauds anyway, so I don't really take into account that game. And then they scored zero points in the second half against the Ravens. So I'm going to go with 24-17 49ers.
2: Oh, 24-17 Niners. So we essentially have the same game. Yours is just a little more low scoring and a little more defense on display. I like that. All right, uh now you're what are you you're 24, right? Twenty-five. Okay, you're twenty-five. Thoughts on Usher at halftime, because you know, my wheelhouse, I mean, really, I grew up uh listening to Usher. Usher was a, a child star, teenager at the same time I was a teenager. I think he's slightly older than me by a couple years. So my entire uh, you know, from teenage year all the way to now, teenage years to now, present day. You know, I've had Usher in my life, so I'm pumped up for it. You're younger, so I don't know if it hits the same for you, or are you looking forward
1: to Usher at halftime? I'm not really a big halftime show guy. What do you do during halftime? Well, when the Patriots were playing, like I I was talking with my family about halftime shows either last night or the night before, and we were kind of going through them all. I said the best one was the same one as you, the yeah. Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar, that one. Yep. I got some... Got some pushback from my parents and sisters on that one, but that's whatever. Uh, during the Patriots games, I remember that Lady Gaga. I was just laying on the floor in silence, like I was. <laughs> I was not in a good place during that one. But usually, I'm just chatting, staring at Twitter, like really? talking to my friends. Like so, like I think Usher will be good. Like I like some of his songs. I've been like I've been following the betting markets for his first song a little bit. I'm just kind of intrigued by those and what people think. I feel like, oh, my God, is kind of a, a good slam dunk to be the first let's one. Come, let's come first. back with
2: that when we do yeah. our last segment. All right. That's a beautiful <laughs> song. Now, uh, you're, for your friends in your age group, do they feel the same way, or are you the outlier that doesn't care about the halftime show, or are they doing the same thing? They don't care. They kind of tune out.
1: So this is only my second year where I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl, like back in my parents' house after I was in Chicago for five years for college. We all just kind of tuned out when we were out there. We just kind of like turned it down a little bit, paid a little bit of attention. But for the most part, we were just talking, like talking about the game, maybe looking to lock in a couple second-half bets, things like that. So I'm not really the outlier.
2: This is fascinating. This is an age thing. It's a generational thing. As, as the Super Bowl audience gets younger, it's kind of a time for them to take a break, too. They don't care as much about... Now, do you think if the NFL goes to a younger act that that will get the younger audience? Or do you think it's just a halftime show in general? Uh, It's just time to kind of zone out a little bit and come back to the game later.
1: I mean, for me, it kind of depends on the act. Like, I was pretty locked in for that LA one because I like a lot of those artists. Like, like, Usher's cool. Like, It's not like something I'm going to go out of my way to listen to. So I don't necessarily know for me if it'll make an impact if they start to trend towards more like – trendy younger artists
2: fascinating what about commercials you don't care about that either do you at your age you don't so, care
1: i used to care about the commercial you did kind of like what you were saying earlier they've all gotten commercialized yeah, and lame and the Stupid QR code getting plastered to the screen, making everyone think their TVs were broken. Everyone tries too hard, and they just completely swing and miss on them.
2: Absolutely terrible. Zach talking with me about the Super Bowl. Get in here. If you want to talk it with us, you're running out of time. We only have a half an hour left in the show. 617-779-7937. Last question, Zach. Are you or are you not a Swifty? Are you sick of Taylor Swift? Are you excited for Taylor Swift? This is your last chance to watch her this season.
1: All right, so I'm probably going to get crucified for this <laughs> when I go home. My girlfriend is a massive Swifty. Both my sisters are massive Swifties. They're in a group chat literally called Swifties where they, they'll watch the TikTok live streams of all of her shows and talk about what the secret songs were. So I've been sick of Taylor Swift for the last two years. So this is your nightmare. Yeah, I mean – I like I already hated Travis Kelsey because I think he's kind of pompous and like I don't really like the way he acts. I kind of think like he's a knockoff Gronk, and so for him to then be dating Taylor Swift, where like I live with all three of them, so just to hear them nonstop going on about Taylor Swift, and now she's infiltrated NFL Sundays.
2: Oh, it's fantastic. This is great stuff. I'm really glad we had this talk. That's fantastic. All right, uh, currently. The Bruins are losing to the Caps as we get ready to um, drop the puck here on the third period. T.J. Oshi, the lone goal in this game on the power play. So one nothing Caps uh, <clears throat> over the Bruins right now. But we all know how it goes. Third period at home. I mean, it could just be an explosion here. It could be an offensive explosion. So uh, Zach and I will try to keep you posted uh, best we can Is that game develops before we get out of here at 6 you know um even from a caps perspective i mean i cover that team for forever uh they are just old man they just when i watch them play they just look old as hell and i think against teams like the bruins who are defensive minded and great in between the pipes and discipline and will and you know physical will hit you uh, you know, some nights pasta can get you a hat trick Marchie can go off, but for the most part, it's not a really, it's not like last year. It's not an offensive explosive, uh, finesse, you know, high scoring type of team. This Bruins team's a little more gritty and grimy. And because of that, I'm not surprised to see the caps in this game, even leading right now, because as they age, that is exactly their style. Now they are old and slow. Um, you know Ovi, uh, as great as he is, you know he's just dealt with some injuries this season. He's getting long in the tooth, uh, you know. I, I I I kind of salute them for keeping it together um, with him, but the 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 fact is, uh, you should keep him to sell tickets and and watch him pass Gre- uh, Gretzky because he will. But uh, look, the reality is. You know, that franchise needs a rebuild in the worst way. Uh, As far as the Bruins go, you know, I look at this current playoff picture. Like, if the playoffs started today right now, the Bruins in the first round have a favorable matchup. They would host the Red Wings. And, you know, look, the Red Wings are a great story, uh, but the Bruins are a great team. And so I I think that great story stuff with the Red Wings would be over. (laughs) Okay, that's how that's going to go. And that is a much better matchup for, um, you know, the Bruins than that nightmare matchup of the Panthers last season. And I think I was the only guy in town going in to that series in the first round last year saying the Panthers are, you cannot sleep on them because that team has so much talent and all they did last year was underachieve in the regular season. That's all they did. And they got hot and they made the playoffs. And I said, this is a dangerous team. And everyone looked at me like I had three eyes and the rest is history. I did not call the upset. I was shocked and upset, just like you at the upset. But I knew that you could not walk over the Panthers in the first round. Uh, This year, you know, as it stands right now, just for the sake of conversation, if the playoffs started now, The Bruins are walking over the Red Wings. The Panthers would take on the Maple Leafs. That would be a fantastic series. I think the Panthers would win that because even though the Maple Leafs are so talented, they are a finesse. They are a high-scoring team. That's why they choke in the playoffs continually. And the Panthers, outside of the Bruins, maybe even more so than the Bruins, to be fair... I think are the, are the most well-balanced teams in the East. You could argue the Panthers are more well-balanced than the Bruins. They are tough. They're even better this year, I think, than last year. And we saw them go to the Stanley Cup final. The Canes would host the Flyers. Look, the Canes at home, forget it. Uh, I think they'll just outclass
1: the Flyers. You know, um, I think the Flyers might be that kind of nightmare matchup for the Bruins the same way the Panthers were last year.
2: Maybe. I mean, if they can avoid them early, I think that'll help. Uh, Their goalie being gone, Hart, helps because uh, they're kind of coming back to earth since he's been gone. Uh, But, you know, I think, I'll be honest, the only team that has me nervous in the East is the Panthers all over again. I think we could be headed for a rematch, though. In fact, you know, these seedings I'm giving you right now. Uh, let's say the Bruins get by the Red Wings, who I told you they'd play in the first round. Let's say the Panthers get by the Maple Leafs, who they play in the first round. That would be the second-round matchup, the Bruins and Panthers. Boy, high drama there. But I'd take the Canes over the Flyers, and then the Rangers and Lightning uh, would match up. And I would take the Rangers, even though they choke in the playoffs too. The Lightning aren't getting any younger. Out West, Canucks and Blues. Canucks are rolling. I'd roll with them. Avalanche and Jets. I think the Avalanche could win the Stanley Cup. I'd roll with them. Golden Knights, Oilers would be fantastic. I wouldn't be shocked if maybe the Oilers get some revenge here and knock off the Golden Knights. It's so hard to repeat as a champion in any sport, especially the Stanley Cup. My God. I mean, a puck bounce here, a power play fluky goal there, an injury. I mean, it just – everything changes. A goalie gets hot, stands on his head the whole playoffs. It's just nuts. So I wouldn't be shocked if McDavid knocks off the Golden Knights there. But I I don't believe the Oilers play physical enough to win a Stanley Cup uh, as great as he is and Barzal as well. And then uh, who do I have here? Uh, Stars and Kings. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'd take the Stars, another high-scoring team. But all these, I tell you what, all these playoff matchups I'm giving you, uh, I'm sorry, Dreisaitl. Uh, is who I meant to say for the Oilers. All these playoff matchups I'm giving you uh, are electrifying. If the playoffs started today, they're all amazing. Uh, so, you know, I I can't wait for the playoffs. It, you know, out of all the sports, uh, hockey's my favorite for postseason. It's just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And all these matchups, I mean, hockey continues to win. Uh, with parity they have a lot of parity in that league and they continue to win because all those matchups i just gave you are fantastic all right now i want to talk Celtics. so yet another too close for comfort game (laughs) against a bad team and this is becoming a pattern it 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 already is a pattern forget becoming it is a pattern with the celtics and it's very troubling I, i mean the Lakers how about the Lakers the other night? Uh no LeBron, no AD, and the Lakers come here and beat your ass. I, I mean I just I couldn't even believe it. And we've seen it all season. You know, going against bad teams, whether it's here or on the road, uh, they just kind of sleepwalk through it, you know? And it happened again last night. This Wizards team, I think, in my opinion, is the worst team in the league. I mean, I I know the Pistons have the worst record, but I think when I watch these games and I watch a lot of NBA, I think the Wizards are the worst team that I've seen. They just are. Um, The Pistons actually have talent. You know, I'll give them that. But the Wizards don't. And they have two guys that can play, Um, you know, in, in, in Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. And I'm told back in D.C., that both of these guys are spending more time in the D.C. nightclubs than they are in the gym. That's a problem, okay? So not only uh, do your two best players, you know, only care about themselves, uh, they don't care about winning, okay? So I think the Wizards are the worst team in the league. And then they come in here in a game they should get drubbed, and they keep it a game. And they score damn near 130 points on the Celtics. Like where's the defense and Jason Tatum has to bail you out yet again. I mean, it's troubling what I'm seeing. The good thing is none of these bad teams make the playoffs. It's all good teams. And we've seen the Celtics elevate their game against good teams. And then they have problems punching down the competition. That's her problem. So once you get to the playoffs, you should be in good shape, knock on wood. Um, the only concern I have is really getting to the finals and, and and finishing the job. I do not believe there's a team out east that can beat the Celtics. I really don't. And you say, well, what about Giannis and the Bucks? Them either. You know, I think Doc Rivers being there was the right move to make as far as the coaching goes. I think it was the right move to be made. I think Dame and Giannis obviously – Uh, are not to be trifled with. They are a formidable duo. I respect that. But that team doesn't play any defense. When the Celtics want to, they can play defense. The Bucs are incapable. They, They don't play defense. Giannis does, but outside of that, they don't play defense as a team, as a culture. I think Doc can change that, but I think it will take time. The Cleveland Cavaliers right now are your two seed in the East. No one's paying attention to them. They are rough. They are tumble. They play defense. They have a star in Donovan Mitchell. Something's missing. I think it's him. They had all the things I just described to you last playoffs as well. The Cavs played great defense. They were a great rebounding team. They were tough. And they had Donovan Mitchell last year. Uh, And what happened? The Knicks punched him right in the nose and got him out of there. No problem something's missing from the Cavs, and I I think it's time to hold Donovan Mitchell accountable. I mean, all those years in Utah, everyone said, well, if he wasn't with the Jazz, he's a a real primetime player. You could build your franchise around. I bet he could win playoff games. Well, now you get your wish. You go to Cleveland. You have help. You have everything you need, and you come up short. That's on the star. Uh, So I'm not buying the Cavs. Not saying it won't be a challenge. Not saying the Bucs won't be a challenge. I'm telling you the Celtics can beat both in a seven-game series. Now, there's a lot of momentum for the Knicks, isn't it? There's a lot of momentum for the Knicks. Matchup-wise, they are a nightmare for the Celtics because they play defense, because they have heart, because they're tough. Jalen Brunson is all... Dog, I mean that team. Even to the coach Thibs, like those guys don't mess around. They are gangster. But at the trade deadline, I don't think they did enough. I don't think Alec Burks coming back and Bojan Bogdanovich, who does get buckets, is enough. They needed scoring. They got it there, but incrementally. They didn't. They needed a splash trade. They needed a DeMar DeRozan or someone of that caliber who can go out and get a bucket at any time. That's who they need to compliment Jalen Brunson. They didn't get it done. Alec Burks and Bojan Bogdanovic, Bo Buckets, it's not going to get it done. It helps. You're not beating the Celtics. Stop. So I think the Celtics, I'm not going to say with ease, with relative ease, get out of the East. I think they beat the Cavs in six games, the Bucks in six games, the Knicks in six games. Listen, the Sixers, it doesn't look like they're going to have Joel Embiid. And if they do, what, what Joel Embiid are you getting by that point? And we've already seen he can't beat the Celtics in a series. I, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, the Pacers don't play any defense. The Heat aren't as good this year. And then the rest is young teams trying to figure it out like the Magic and the Hawks. So I believe the Celtics are coming out of the East without many issues. Where you're going to have an issue is going to be the finals. And this team has got to get over the hump. We've already seen them lose in the finals, but we saw them lose to an all-time great in Steph Curry. And credit to Brad Stevens. He went out and made the moves necessary to try to get over that hump and beat a team that you get to the finals against next time, maybe an all-time great. We could see that because the Nuggets could be right back in the finals. I like the way the Celtics match up with the Nuggets, though. The Clippers could be in the finals. Boy, they have murderers row in terms of superstars. The Timberwolves play real defense, but they have a real superstar now in Anthony Edwards. He's arrived. Oklahoma City Thunder, it feels too soon. Suns have a bunch of stars. You know, there are some teams that concern me out west. But let's cross that bridge when you get there. I think the Celtics will be back in the finals. And we'll see, based on matchups, if uh, if I believe they'll win it or not. All right, we'll wrap up the show next. Uh, if you want to get in here, give me Super Bowl predictions. We'll do that with you to end the show. Our official picks on the books to end the show. Travis Thomas Experience, W-E-E-I.
0: This is the Travis Thomas Show on WEEI. Oh my gosh, baby, let me. L- I did it again, so I'm gonna let the let this bounce. Oh my gosh,
1: baby,
0: let me. L-
2: There's so many ways to love ya, maybe I can break you down. Halftime pregame, baby, let There's it go! There's so many ways to love
0: ya, got me like, oh my God, I'm so in love. Come on, Usher! Found you finally, you make me wanna say, oh, oh. oh.
2: Getting you ready for the big game. I know the Patriots are not there. It's okay. We can still enjoy the Super Bowl. Uh, We've been talking all show about it. Now, listen, what we do here at the Travis Thomas Experience is uh, we do a kick-ass show. You know what I mean? So we did Super Bowl. We talked Red Sox. We talked baseball. We talked Bruins. We talked hockey. We talked Celtics. We talked NBA. But really, this whole show has been about the Super Bowl and everything all encompassing uh, the whole Super Bowl kitten caboodle, if you will. I gave my favorite commercials, my favorite halftime uh, performances. I think Usher will do a great job. I don't know if he's going to crack an, any all-time list, but I tell you one thing. He has potential to do it because he does have a lot of hits. He can sing and he can dance his arse off. So I wouldn't be shocked. If Usher goes out and blows everybody's mind tomorrow. But I am looking forward to it. Uh, I hope we can get back to the yesteryear of commercials. Because I went through all my commercials um, in the first hour of, you know, my personal top five favorites. And they were all like, you know, early 2000, a couple 90s. Uh, I think the, the most recent one I had was a Betty White Snickers commercial where she was playing football and laying people out and talking trash, and that was 2010. I mean, all the commercials in recent memory, in my opinion, uh, have been very corporate, like overproduced, kind of corny, forced cameos. I don't really dig that. Uh, So I hope maybe this is a Super Bowl. We get some throwback great ones. I doubt it, though. Uh, As far as the game goes, you know, I'm going 30, 24, 49ers, and I think the score sounds higher than the game will actually be in terms of uh, track meet. I, I do believe that, you know, both of these defenses, I would, I'll would i say right now, Kansas City's defense is great. I think the 49ers defense has potential, and they haven't quite lived up to it uh, this season, but they are just talented. I mean, that roster is ridiculous, top to bottom. They have guys... I mean, if we come back on Monday and say Bosa took over the Super Bowl, would you be shocked? I wouldn't. If Bosa goes out and has three sacks, one of them a strip sack of Mahomes, no one would be shocked. Um, that's a, that's what the 49ers have. Or here's another one. Fred Warner goes out one-on-one on Kelsey and does a good job. You know, Kelsey's going to be Kelsey. He's all-of-famer. He'll have a touchdown or whatever. But if Fred Warner kind of neutralizes them, no one's going to be shocked. This is the potential that that 49er defense has. I think they'll elevate their game. Mahomes is Mahomes. Uh, Kelsey's Kelsey. But in the end, too many weapons for the Niners. I think Christian McCaffrey's the ultimate weapon. He's my MVP. I'm going 30-24 Niners. Zach, you're going 24-17 Niners. You like both running backs on display. You think Pacheco has a good game. You're going to go Christian McCaffrey as well, though, right?
1: Yeah, I really like McCaffrey, Super Bowl MVP. Like I said, low-scoring game. The Chiefs' offense really hasn't impressed me pretty much at all throughout their playoff run zero points in the second half last week. and. On the 49ers side, we saw Aaron Jones gash them in that divisional round matchup, and then last week we saw Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery have pretty solid games against them, so I think they're pretty vulnerable against the run, which lends to Pacheco obviously having a big game, so obviously if you're running the ball, you're chewing some clock, lends to a lower scoring game, 24-17 49ers.
2: I love it, and uh, Zach, for the record, does not care about the halftime show, however, he does like the song that we <laughs> played coming into the segment, OMG from Usher. He will watch long enough to see that song, and then he will be turning it down uh, to jump on Twitter and do other things on his devices uh, as opposed to watch every you know second with bated breath of the halftime show like yours truly would be. Currently, Bruins down to the Capitals midway through the third period. Two to nothing. Uh, But, look, Bruins at home here. We've seen offensive explosions. It could happen. The game ain't over yet. Don't cue up the band just yet. Enjoy Super Sunday. I know the Pats aren't in it. But, as I said to start the show, uh, you know, in this league, if you get that quarterback position right via the draft, boy, you could turn it around quick. Uh, How about Texans fans who uh, their team was an embarrassment, Boom, they hit on the head coach and drafted the right quarterback, and now they're talking uh, Super Bowl soon, okay? They're probably going to be in it uh, before long. It can happen for the Patriots too. I appreciate you guys always watching me on Nessun all week. Follow me on Travis Thomas Experience on Twitter and Instagram. I'll see you again soon. Travis Thomas Experience on WEEI. Peace. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.